It is a mess, Trish agreed, looking around as they walked. But that's what I like about it. I think that's what everyone likes about this old place. It's got a kind of charm that no other mall has. None of the new ones, anyway. Macabre charm, Imogene clarified. I'd be willing to bet there are so many tunnels and hallways and passages built on and added to over the years. There's probably no one still living who knows about all of them. Ooh, Nita shuddered deliciously. I like it. I don't, Trish frowned. And why did you have to bring all that up anyway, Imogen? Because I've been hearing the rumors again, Imogen said stubbornly. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I have a hard time following that. The mall is spooky, Blake. The mall is spooky as hell. God. It's the spookiest mall in America. Can you survive this mall? That should should be. Honestly, that should be the tagline. Can you survive this mall? (laughs) A few people didn't. There's an actual body count. There is a body count, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, sorry. Are we are we on? Wait, start that tune. Welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. Hey, Blake, introduce I, yourself. I, work at, I don't normally do that. I work at the Podcast Factory, a very normal name for a store <laughs> and a book that's very creative about naming where people work. You think Muffin Mania is not a creative name? I think the eatery is a very creative place <laughs> for a person to eat at. The eatery? What was the name of the bookstore? There's no name. That's what I thought. I kept I, waiting no, for it. I made I, a list of same, names. Same, same, same. I've been... And I thought maybe I missed it and Josh caught it. I went back looking for it because I know it's very hard to name a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> and as a guy with like a spreadsheet of just like a million rejected bookstore names... Uh, she couldn't think of one and just didn't name it. And was just like, this nerd, just Imogene, works at a bookstore. Works at the bookstore. Is uh, it, okay, can I ask a question? Pizza Imogene? place? Imogen. I say Imogene, but it might be... Imogen, can, like Imogen Heap. Dealers? It is, yes, but there's yeah. an E at the end. So it's like, is it Imogen mm, okay. or Imogene? Dealer's I don't know. choice on this. We'll just call her a little bookish nerd. <laughs> The bookish nerd twin. (laughs) All right. So did you say what your book is? Oh, sorry about that. Hey, Josh, uh, what do we do on this podcast? We talk about young adult books. Uh, Yeah, that's what we do. Young adult books, mainly of yesteryear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is not about the hate you give. This is about the mall. Ooh. A point horror, Richie Tankersley Cusick classic. Yeah. It's a real banger. Well, okay. Some would say. <laughs> compared, I will say, compared to the Stein books, I personally think this is better written. And there's a better MO, I guess. Whereas with the Stein books, well, okay. The babysitter had kind of an okay motive, right? Yes. Where it's oh, the yeah, father yeah. seeking revenge on babysitters because his child was right, right. killed by a neglectful babysitter, right. right? But in Halloween night one and two, it's like teenage girls. You were mean to me. About? Exactly. <laughs> So this one actually has, like, a decent MO. There's no, like, stupid pranks. There's no, like... This is why I had to switch my beers. <laughs> there, were, there were no pranks. Uh, Can I say, as someone who hasn't read it, mm-hmm. the premise what do you, sounds... What, what do you think What it do you is? think it's about? Well, okay, from what you read, uh-huh. I'm like, this sounds fun. Secret tunnels underneath old malls? I'm into that sort of thing. Okay. So what do you, but what do you think it's about? So... Some teenager. I'm looking at the cover, which is pretty cool. It's uh-huh. like I it's, did not like the cover. I 
cover. I didn't it's like, like it. Alice in Wonderland meets 80s malls. Uh-huh. What year is this book again? Uh, 92. Okay, so not 80s. Uh, but I'm thinking the, it's... The early 90s were 80s. Let's, uh, basically. Some yeah. teenagers discover a spooky underworld beneath a haunted mall. That's my uh, tagline. You know what? That would be a I would be more book. into that. I would kind of like that. If kids discovered like a secret cult of Satanists underneath the mall that's or something. That's not it because that that's great in my mind. Yeah, that's Do not you what like happens. a woman walking down a corridor alone for... I don't know, 90 pages and being spooked out? Because this might be your book. If if it's uh, Scarlett Johansson and Under the Skin, then yes, I love it. I don't know where you Well, hose yourself down. uh, Because it's mostly a a movie about her walking for hours on end. Well, as she seeks And you see her butt. Yeah. Right? I and mean, you see her butt. Yeah. Uh, well, this is not a butt book, play. No, not well, a butt this book. Is not interested. Not interested. <laughs> In fact, this book even has a creepy prologue, which yes. I don't think any of our books have had prologues yet, right? Uh, Maybe like other than notes. Other than the anonymous ones, which were like, just so you know, this is so you should not worship Satan. Well, I'm trying to think. There might, actually, there might have been prologues in, like, Flowers in the Attic, where, like, Kathy right, was, right, like, right. looking like, back upon my life now. Looking back to when I kissed my brother for the first time, <laughs> yeah. I realized that I regret nothing. I love him. Okay, this is the first real teen book that has a prologue. How's that? Because yeah. Flowers in the Attic really aren't teen books, but teens read them. Right. So, anyway, our book today is The Mall, in case no one caught that by uh, Richie Tankersley Cusick. And I guess I should ask what your theme beer is. Okay, so my theme beer is, uh, it's called Over the Moon. Because there is a, just a boy in this book that's over the moon for a girl. Just a boy wow, looking at a girl, asking him to love her. <laughs> you know Blake's never seen Nodding Hill? I just watched it again recently. It's a good movie. I like it! It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I didn't think it was a thing that boys watched, but I guess I'm wrong. It's uh, legitimately well, a good movie. How dare you, Blake? I know. Time. You just said you watched it, so I'm, I've am i been proven uh, wrong. I, Look, you've got Julia Roberts. You've got, you've got uh, what's floppy-haired boy's name? Hugh Grant. Richard Gere. Hugh Grant. You've got Ryan. At his floppy-haired <laughs> cuteness At his floppiest. Peak. At his, uh, 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 uh. The when I, 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 The lady is a. Uh, so, I'm, so I'm British. The okay. the reason that I watch it or rewatched it is because I'm very into the genre of men who own bookstores and <laughs> oh, okay. beautiful celebrity women come in and fall in love with them. How many movies are there? There's Notting Hill. Yeah, there we go. The, the guy, <laughs> the guy well, in Tom you. Hanks owns no, a big bookstore. There's, there's, uh, you've yes, but you've, you've got mail. You've got mail, but that's about the destruction. Of, of Meg Ryan's store. It is, but by... he's still... Is he, like, is he Amazon in that? No, he's, he's Barnes, Barnes & Noble. Noble. Remember when Barnes & Noble wow. was the big bad predator? And we all but laughed now, at online but shopping? Now, like, now oh. people are like, support local indie Barnes & Noble. Yeah, no, it's insane. Like <laughs> We've got to protect the brick and mortar from... In 1997, uh, we were like, as if people would order books from the intranet. But, but that that's based on uh, Shop Around the Corner, which is also just great. And I, I don't that, was that a Jimmy Stewart? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, who directed that? Was that uh, was that a this guy who Capra? It, I don't think it's Capra. I was gonna say it's Lubitsch, but I don't think that's right either. Mm. I don't think it's Billy. Why Rock. don't we have don't like know. an Elliot that we can call on who would know I'm, it and be I'm, like, "You fools!" I'm gonna look it up. Okay, look it up. I don't think that it's while you look it up. So Billy you've Wilder. got Over the Moon. Uh, that's your theme beer. Yes, real low effort. I think yeah. on the tie-in there. What? You know how hard it is to get a tie-in. Is there a is there a beer called Black Friday? Because that would have been great. 
It is Lubitsch. It's North Lubitsch. Oh, okay. I was right. Okay. So I was going to get one for the last. I was going to find a cherry beer, but I thought that was gross. <laughs> uh, a cherry beer for beginner's lo- love? Because it's about but losing people, your virginity. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I get it. Instead, you got prankster, but then you picked the wrong beer. But no, but okay. To, to walk through the beer logic. Okay, do it. Do it. Original trying to find a cherry one. Uh-huh. Gross. Josh, yeah. be better. Then I <laughs> got better. I got over the moon because Joel originally was over the moon for her. For Lita, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I got prankster because I thought the killer was doing pranks in this book. I hadn't finished the book yet mm-hmm. when I was buying the beer. Finished the book, realized, we have no prankster here. Mm-hmm. Can I say it? Switch the book. Say it. He's just a guy we do murder pranks with. <laughs> <laughs> See, all your jokes should just be that in that format because you, all, you always get a, a laugh. Catchphrase that I took from something else. Well, also you didn't say, "Can I say it?" and then do your joke. Like always, but, ask for clarification. Sometimes I do like a slur after I say, get- "Can I say it?" Can I say it? And then we're like, "Oh no, you can't." We need to edit that. Edit that. We need to prepare ourselves for your uh, joke. Uh, so I switched them because mm-hmm. there's no prankster in this. So over the moon, there is. A there is some person romance who just wants to standing in front of a girl wants to force marry her in the basement of, <laughs> of a mall. Of a mall. He's got a cake. He's got a wedding cake. He's got wine. He's got a cake. He's got a dress. Let's wait. Can I say this? We're jumping ahead. Can I ask you this? What? what more do you women want? I'm taking you to the basement of a mall. I have. <laughs> I, I have, have a, a home. I've made in this mall. <laughs> And at night, you can get whatever you want from this mall. This sounds like women be shopping, but what if women be getting it free? (laughs) Is this really the premise? This man lives Uh, under a mall? This is sort of. Sort this of, is, yeah. do you know Phantom of the Opera? This is Phantom of the Opera. Are you but kidding me? Phantom of the Mall. The Mall. Is he deformed? (laughs) Nice. Is there any way we can make that? Work. <laughs> I'm gonna whip up a song. Chopra, no, Chopra, Chopra, Phantom Shop- of the Chopra. Nailed it. Nice. All right. Yeah, got it. Blake, start over so we can work that. Okay. Out Phantom of the Chopra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it, is he like? A, is he deformed in some way? He's not. Right. But he is a master of. He's disguise. a master of disguise. <laughs> turtle, turtle. <laughs> a real thing. A real yeah, yeah, okay. He guy. is the fucking creepiest, though. I uh, will say that there are some. Creepy things he says in this book, and it starts in the first chapter. My muffin man. <laughs> that is so gross. Let's okay. Let's do let's, the cliff, let's, let's get into it. it. Yeah, let's Jessica. Cliff Notes version. Let's go. Here we go. Can wait? Can we first say the names of the stores they've named in the mall? I like okay this. Uh, yeah, because I think so they're terrible at. There's it. muffin mania. There's muffin mania. That's where our heroine works. At least call it top of the muffin to you. Back then, muffin tops not weren't bad, the not big bad. deal. But six well. out of ten, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Muffin Mania. Uh, we have Pizza Park. Uh-huh, that's no. uh, that's where you go get your pizza. That's where when you get you're your at pizza. The mall. Do they have slides? And then there is the eatery. That's the whole. That's the food court. <laughs> yes. Okay. The eatery. And then uh, okay. there Those, is okay. what's the trend one called? The latest trend. The latest trend. That's, that's like the a clothing terrible. store. Awful. It's like I guess the the I'm trying to think 1992 mall. It's the networks. I'm thinking or. Ooh. Do you remember Networks? Anyone? No. No, not at all. It's like Gap. Gadzooks? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll say... Mm-hmm. There's no name to real stores Gadzooks-y. in this book, by the way. Okay. But I think pre-Gadzooks was a place called Network. Okay. Right? So it's, it's like a my trendy... It's a trendy exactly. kind of... Yeah. It would go, never you, be called you could latest get your trend. Guests, but they also might have some wedding your, dresses. You could get... 
<laughs> Hold on. For we'll some reason. Talk about that. What you can get f- your guests. You can get your bum equipment. Your 90s, your early 90s essentials are all available at the latest trend. Yeah. Body glove? Sure. Jordash? Why not? Do they have Jordash? Was that ni- early Hyper 90s? Hypercolor shirts. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. And you also, uh, shirts that say "button your fly." No, they're on maybe. discount. Those are too early. That's a little too early. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when I first really started shopping at like Gadzooks. So if we're gonna talk about, let's talk about mall culture for a second. Okay, I want to talk, talk about, about Gadzooks. I mean, that's a whole thing it. that I want to talk about in this yeah. book. That I think this book that I don't really like about misses this book. out on. Actually, like, I, they had a chance to really talk about mall culture and they didn't. Okay, I wanted this to be a, a hang book. Like a mall hang book. A chill hang. Like I want it to be like Dazed and Confused. Like mm-hmm. that's what I, that's one of the things I like in mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't see as much in books probably as in movies. Okay, maybe like Fast Times at Ridgemont Hall. Or, no, Ridgemont Hall. High. <laughs> no, I got you. Okay, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, I wanted that out. I, my, I, remember uh, that cool hallway? Hall, no, Hall is the sequel where they go to uh, university. This is where they go to, I, go to college. I wanted this to be a hang book okay. where it was just kids hang out in a mall. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, my abandoned young adult book <laughs> that I wrote half of an abandoned is a mall hang book. Oh, <laughs> I read it. The last okay. time I left it, they were stuck at a party in a basement and no one was having a good time. But Well, this yeah, because they're great. not at the mall. Uh, you need to finish That's this. Why. There were some hijinks in that mall. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> some kids getting some real trouble in the movie theater. I do think there's a lot to be said about mall culture of the early 90s. And this this book this does book, not, it's not interesting. No, this yeah. book It walked. used no. the mall to get your attention. Right. And then there's nothing fun in this book. Because kids, teens love the mall and they're like, ooh, the mall. That's exactly, Count as a 10 year old, I'm like, yeah, let's read the mall. I, I, did you I read this before? going to count it. Yes. Okay. I have actually read several of her books before. Okay. Richie, Richie is a woman. Richie's oh yeah, sorry. Cusack. Richie is a woman. Um, <laughs> not Cusack. Also, not a lot of information about her if we're gonna go into her before I get into the novel, the plot of this book itself, but she has written more than twenty five novels. And I'm gonna say that she has been a major contributor to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe and the fact that she wrote the novelization of the original movie starring Christy Swanson. And she also wrote I I from what I gathered, the first two episodes of the TV show were in one book, and she wrote so is she, that as well. Is like she writing the adaptations of, of the episodes? Yes. So, like, the I have... The first two, at least, but there might be more. I'm not sure. She's probably written most of the angel books I have in the store. And her most recent book was um, published in 2010. It was called Shadow Mirror. So she's still okay. out there, right? That was just nine years ago. I mean, she's still, she's taking her time. She's working on an epic. I'm very excited about it. Future guest. We're, we'll get her in. We'll get her in here. After we get, who wrote Taffy Sinclair? That's. Betsy Haynes. That's my grail is getting her on. We need to get her on fast because she's like 90. She's like Jimmy Carter age. Oh, Ooh. he falls down every day. Yeah, we <laughs> Every time I see him trending, I'm like. Okay, I guess this he has is, fallen down this again. This is the one. He, no, well, he's never going to die. He's just going to keep being rushed in with Two like... Two hospitals and they're just going to be like, okay, we're, we're, we're fixing him up. We got we're, you patched up, buddy. And he's like, I'm going to go like, help someone. Right. Go build he's going to go and try to like help someone again. Know, Time to great. fall off another roof. If every ex-president could just be as pure as him. Jimmy Carter, honestly. Good guy. 10 out of 10. I don't know. I think there's a purity to... Uh, George W. Bush's dog painting or whatever the fuck he does. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Okay, I'll say sorry. they mean well, but <laughs> all right. I guess he should be painting them from in prison. Okay. A simple elegance to his dog painting. So okay, so the stores don't have good name. Like you know what I mean? They have like bad names. Like. I'm, like, I'm, you could even name it just, like, the Chill Zone. I'm down with that. Didn't we talk about on the podcast that there's no name for the bookstore? Yes, we just did. Okay. Are there other ones? What would you name a mall bookstore? Okay, because when I was Walden a kid, Books. Well, you had Walden <laughs> Books and you had B. Dalton. She could even name it, like, Nora's Books. Like, just put a person's name in front of it. Right. Just call uh, it Books. You know books, what I mean? Books, like, books, books. Unlimited. Uh, books Unlimited. Well, books, that's books. actually a joke books, that I have et cetera. for later okay, sorry. where I say... The Bookworm. I said that there's a store in this mall called Uniforms, Uniforms, Uniforms. But what? We'll, we'll see why that is later. Is that for real? <laughs> no, it's because, um, yes, earrings, it's for earrings, real. Earrings? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So. So we got three three girls. We got three girls. But also our book starts with a creepy prologue where we actually get the point of view of the creep in this book. So I still don't understand why Josh thought this was a guy just doing mall pranks. But. can it, Well, can I say this? Okay. I. I told you like a couple weeks ago, you said, how far are you? And I said, I read the first two pages. Completely forgot about them. Started reading it again oh, a few days ago. Okay, okay, okay. Started from there. Yeah. And had forgotten that epilogue. I'd yeah. gone through some stuff in the last few weeks. That's true. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's then, true. There and, was strep throat. There was other <laughs> other stuff that happened. And then I started reading again and I'd completely forgotten what okay. the actual like uh, beginning was. Yeah. And so I just started from page... Uh, the thing after that from page three yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> chapter one page three so it starts out with our two friends eventually it becomes three the, eventually the three friends but it's two right now it is not a competitive advantage it's not. okay it's trish and nita and they're just hanging out at the mall this is like the only mall hang sequence we get the first like three chapters are one night right but a lot happens and um this is our best mall hang period is this time right here where you have these two friends who are both employed at the mall one of them has the crappy job at the food court the other has the cooler job at the clothing store that everyone you want to be at, at the latest what's it called the latest trend. the latest trend yeah yeah so that's what, her... let's all can i stop this yes dream mall job gadzooks baby circa... hot topic hot topic Wait. circa 1999 i was gonna say gadzooks circa like 1994 to six blake what are you doing you came out music. You're out. Dream mall job owner. Owner of Simon uh, Industries. A, a classic capitalist. Well, I I mean I'm a worker, working class man, just wants to put the studded bracelets I, out there. I Look, think just <laughs> wants to uh help people get their studded belts and their Johnny Thunder want, shirts. Yeah. I just want to discount on my zero t shirts. I just want to keep the city uh clothed up in my chemical romance gear. I just want a belt that is a seat belt. Covered in <laughs> bottle caps. That's love all it. I want. That's I all love I want. it. I want a discount on it. That's it. Just a deeply discounted social distortion shirt because no one cares anymore. And the hot topic people thought that. People and there's nine hundred. There's so there's many. 900. It's the mommy little mommy's little monster shirt with the skeleton on the. <laughs> Daddy's. <laughs> hot topics like, hey, wait, social Mom distortion is cool again, right? Yeah, let's make like five thousand of these t-shirts. Let's go. They Put love them Mike in Ness. Malls. Pump them out. Pump them out. 
teens don't like them. Teens are like, uh, this is not a Billie Eilish shirt. I don't want it. Four ninety nine. Maybe someone's dad will come in and grab it off the. It's totally a dad will buy it. It's a rockabilly dad rolling in. Okay, sorry. Back anyway, to the book. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So they're hanging out and they're talking about weird things that are happening at the mall. And Nita's like, hey, you know what? An employee turned up missing from our store. The the store was open, but nothing was stolen, but she is gone. Her name was Frida, by the way. R.I.P. Frida, justice for Frida. Frida. <laughs> um, Everyone's wearing the buttons around the mall. <laughs> I left No, note. just kidding. Everyone just doesn't, just goes on about their day. Let's sell, <laughs> yeah, let's sell no pretzels. People disappear but malls I did, every day. I did leave a note that says, refer to other stores as cubicles. I was really confused on that. What? I guess they refer to other stores as cubicles in the what mall. What country does this take place I, in? America and <laughs> <laughs> Connecticutville. We've already discussed this, Blake. Are we 100% sure it's not Canadian? No. Yeah, I've never heard any, it's, anybody no, call it yes, a cubicle. No, yes, it's American. Okay. Okay. Um, so, they don't go maniac for muffins in Canada. Like, come on. <laughs> Be serious. Um, they also have a discussion about a hottie named Storm Reynolds who works at Pizza Park. Storm Reynolds, hottest name ever? Let's discuss. Uh, or a superhero, yes. If you name your kid Storm, he better be good looking. I can I can close my eyes and picture him. Like both of the guys in like the main dudes mm-hmm. have hot guy names. Wyatt is a hot guy name? Uh um, yes. Eh. He wait, which one's a greaser? That's Wyatt, right? I think Wyatt's kind of like pre-grunger. So I right? wrote down greaser question mark, rocker question mark, because they're kind of like metalhead. Like he's like a bad boy. Like. I think Wyatt is like a pre-grunger, post-metaler. He's yes. in that in-between phase. So in my head, before... I've already, the second I meet him, yeah. I associate him with being cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'd, I'd want to hump Wyatt. Anyway, um, but right. Storm is apparently the <laughs> hottest boy who's ever existed and storm is a cooler name yeah. i do no debate yeah so uh i asked him that the note that said another girl who doesn't think she's pretty sigh because of course we're we talking about imogene no we're talking about oh oh our uh, heroine uh, trish, trish yeah who once again is a girl who's like but right. i'm not pretty why would storm ever notice me and nita's like dude you're hot but whatever i will say in in defense of that as a uh, uh, mm-hmm. as, as like a trope in these books, that's mm-hmm. probably how every teen feels about themselves. Whatever. So there you, are girls who know they're hot. No, they're as a teen. Well, no, sometimes the, the ones that know. There yeah, are ones yeah, who, yeah. but know. but but if you want, they're not reading books. <laughs> Just kidding. True, good. No. No, I but think I, I think I think if you want to tap into what a lot of teens are feeling, you okay, like even true. if someone is. Do you know what I I'm mean, saying? most teens probably aren't like, I'm fucking hot. I don't I don't think most when, women in general aren't like hmm, I'm really I, I, I I think if you're trying to tap into what your reader's gonna feel, most teenagers feel awkward, they feel uncomfortable, they don't feel like I'm fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Uh with you unless you've been born a Kardashian or something. You know, unless you're one of these like freak, like I want what I want to do when I grow up is be famous and I uh Right now, I am mostly focusing on being an influencer. Mm-hmm. Like, those people know, they're like, I'm hot. Um, and so, that's how I'll defend the writer writing okay. someone. I will let you do it. that. Okay. And I agree. I think as that makes her more relatable to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as a teen girl, I'm, or a preteen. You just feel awkward. Yeah. You feel awkward. Yeah. Um, so, this is when we have our first encounter. Also, a lot happens in this first night. We have our first encounter with this freaking creep. Who comes to Muffin Mania and he orders a honey muffin. 
Blake, I need your hand for this. And what? what? I need you to let me. Oh, I'm going to get a reenactment. I don't want to do this. Are you going to be Trish with the muffin? He's going to be Trish. I'm going to oh, be wait, the man. He's Trish. You're going to be the creeper. Yeah. Okay. Give me do? your hand. Read your hand across. Okay. One honey to. muffin, please. Startled, Trish saw a hand slide across. Slide toward her across the counter, and she instinctively drew back as the long tapered fingers <laughs> unfolded, oh, revealing God. a crumpled five dollar bill inside. <laughs> For a minute, she thought it was a woman who had spoken. Yet, as she lifted her eyes from the pale, smooth palm, she saw a long, wispy beard on a pointed chin, long, flowing hair that had much of a gaunt face. More beard hate. And where the eyes should What's have been, this? only a pair of dark glasses. Helplessly, she stared into the two dark circles and saw her own puzzled reflection staring back at her. Anyway, he whispers again for his honey muffin, and she gives it to him. Josh just did a weird thing with my hand. I don't I know did. why. I, you know, I actually. But I honestly. It's a podcast. He's a creeper, and you know he's doing that. You know he is. He he's is, double handing it. He's he, putting hands on the top and the bottom. He has the money. Crump. I've had this happen to me at Barnes & Noble. Number one, people who paid in cash when I worked there, especially men, were the worst because you know what? They would touch your hand as long as they possibly could. Can I say this? Anytime I touch someone's hands, I feel appalled. Yeah. And I don't, I like, I feel and like. it's not like, they could be hot. No, I know. Yeah. I, I feel like, like I'm being, in, like it's looks. always an accident. No, if, if I'm handing hot, I'm cool. a credit card. No, if I hand a credit card back or if I hand cash back and I touch someone's hand, I I feel Here's so the thing. Like I'm being invasive. To if someone. you were at this point in, in the '90s, we didn't have the 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 uh, debit cards or the, the obviously the pay with your app. Yeah, you know your iPay type crap. But still, you do not crumple your money in you your know what hand, you're doing. and you are making that girl or That's, person or boy work to yeah. touch your hand and get the money, and right. that is creepy. It's not a drug deal. You don't slip a, yeah. a crumpled bill into someone's palm and then have if you're paying in cash here's the thing have your money out have it straight and have it ready to just hand to them so all they have to do is touch the money it's bad enough that money is disgusting as it is you should i don't have to touch your effing sweaty hand too if you're if you're giving money back you should dangle your finger especially if it's uh coins a foot over and try to drop it into their hand. That's just, <laughs> that's the, uh, uh, the thing to do. So, after that creepy, um, thing happens, he says a thing to her and he says... Yeah, here we go. The way that honey looks on your fingers, one could almost taste it. No. Could you imagine hearing that from someone when you're just handing them an effing muffin? Also, what muffin has just, like... Fresh honey on it that just dribbles onto <laughs> it's your just fingers totally wet as muffin. you hand it to them. That does not happen. These muffins. Okay, and also she's a student. Like she's in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So she's after school. These muffins are probably been sitting there all day. There's right. no way that they would have like moist, I'm, wet honey. I'm on going them. to the American Cookie Company or whatever it's called, and be like, "Ooh, I see you bake <laughs> these fresh just for me. I feel the warmth <laughs> of your soul on them, or whatever he's saying." Yeah. Anyway, same night, uh, she and her buddies go to work, um, and they start talking about how weird the mall is. The mall has been renovated at least 15 times. The oldest mall in the state, we learn. How old? One of the oldest in America, even. Yeah. It is an old-ass mall. It seems like a weird brag. This is the oldest mall in the state, guys. <laughs> I'm, okay. Cool, man. This is interesting, because malls weren't really a thing until mid-20th uh, century. When are they saying this mall was built? I don't know if they get they the never exact say it. year. 
Much like the bookstore, they never name or say. Yeah, but it has been renovated at least 15 times. That's too many times. That, that mostly seems even... like there's mole problems. Which means, exactly, which means that there are so many tunnels, hallways, and passages that no one knows them all. And a friend describes it as having a macabre charm. Now I'm getting into it. Now yeah. I, it's And the mall is full of rumors. Recently, there has been a rash of shoplifting, but it hasn't been noticeable, as in no alarms have gone off. And it hasn't been necessarily expensive items that you would think, like diamond rings and pearl necklaces. Huh. It's weird. There's a wedding cake that's gone missing. <laughs> and there's a uh, it's wedding not just, dress. Uh, okay. It's not just clothes, but it's also things like kitchen supplies, food, wine, linens, and also books. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he has to entertain himself. Right. Yeah. I mean, at this point in the book, it's so obvious what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Where? What page are you on? Uh, I'm still on chapter two, baby. Okay. Okay, I'm still pretty early. So the girls are having dinner. Imogen appears. Imogen is... In the food court. In the when food court. When you say court. having dinner, yeah. they're eating in the food court. Yeah, they're eating like Chick-fil-A yeah. in the food court. So um, Imogen appears. She works at the unnamed bookstore, and she admits that she has a crush on this guy who is walking around named Wyatt, who is the kind of trash metal he, grunge dude we were talking about Just a bad her. boy. Just a bad... Yeah. Bad boy. So Nita is like, hey, maybe to get his attention, I should do something shitty. What does she do? She pushes her chair back, which makes him drop all these trays he's carrying at the eatery onto the ground. And that's how she gets his attention. Which, by the way, that's a crappy thing to do because your twin sister just said, hey, I think this guy is hot. No, and we. this is when we established that, that Nita is a bad person. Right? But she's also a good friend. Right. But she wants every boy to like her. I mean, you're being way too forgiving of her. I hated her from that moment. I didn't hate Nita. Look, and I, I I'm, liked, an, I I'm an Imogen stan. I liked Imogen. <laughs> this, I the, liked her a lot. The second she was described as a mousy girl that worked at a bookstore. Or as the friend who comes into your car and replaces your cassettes of, see, Snack 92. She ejects your extreme cassette and puts in like a classical music cassette she recorded just for you. Imogen, you rule. And the fact... But also, I want to listen to more than words. Like, you ruined it. And the fact that we know she's into the bad boy secretly. Well, that's what most bookish girls are into. That's that's me being like, hell yeah, she rules. Hey, maybe sister who everyone likes, who just wants people to like you just so you can reject them. Mm Mm-hmm. Let your sister have this one. Yeah. But she absolutely will not. Okay. And I will not defend her as a good (laughs) friend because she's a bad sister. Yeah. So, I'm still mad about this. I'm I'm mad that you... Okay, go on. Sometimes I just like brats, you know? Such a brat. She's a brat. She's a brat. Brats are good. Can be good. So, um, this is still the same night, by the way. Break is over. Trish goes back to work. And her boss, Bethany, who apparently is the worst manager in the world, who only has her job because, what, is it her dad that owns them all? They talk about this later in the book. They do. It's later in the book. But, but they say... She's incompetent. Bethany has worked at every store in this mall and everyone <laughs> hates her, which is hilarious to me. But she only has the jobs because I think her dad owns yeah, but the just, mall. Yeah, but it's hilarious. Okay. Like, oh yeah, she worked at Penny's. She worked at Gadzooks. She, she worked at Pizza Park. Right. <laughs> she worked at the latest trend. She has worked everywhere, but no one wants her. She yeah. worked at... Uh, what's the place that has, like, just candy at the mall? She works Mr. at Mr. Bulky's. They I sent her to Ruby Tuesday. Story. She couldn't make it a day. <laughs> and now um, she's comfortably managing uh, uh, Muffin Mania. Muffin Mania. Yeah. So when she gets back to work after her break, 
Bethany says, hey, there's a message for you. Someone hit your car in the parking lot. This is important. This is not just a little a little detail. So it's fall, and Trish goes out alone by herself at night in a huge mall parking lot to inspect her car and see what damage was caused by someone hitting her car. And she goes to her car, and there's no damage but then a payphone starts ringing. Guys, payphones existed in mall parking lots. I was going to try time. to do a ring ring voice. Oh, I can do it. Blake, drop in a ring ring sound. Ring ring, ring ring. That's good enough. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Jessica answered the phone. Uh, hello. Uh, what's going on? I'm eating, I'm eating the muffin. It tastes just like you. Oh! Is that really from the book? Yes! Oh, God. <laughs> it's that fucking creep. With oh. the sunglasses, with the long hair and the stringy goatee. and It tastes like you and also a little bit of money that I had in my hand at the same time <laughs> I was handing <laughs> it to you. Metallic-y honey taste. Yeah. It's great. So Trish freaks out, as she should, and she tries to contact security. And of course, the security guard is patronizing as... Can I read the quote? Because this also brings me back to my theme beer from last time. He calls her girly the whole time. Go Look, on. girly. I don't have time for your pranks. That's why I brought the prank mm-hmm. beer, and I forgot okay. that that said pranks. Yeah. <laughs> but this is when, I think this book is Gaslighting 101, because I know you're going to roll your eyes at me when I say this. I have not rolled it yet. You're, you're thinking at me like, what? But she is constantly in a position where she is like, wait, this is so insane to report this, and I'm telling this man mm. this, that... He obviously doesn't believe it because it didn't really happen. So is I'm imagining this in my head. She does this several times throughout the is, book. Is, so your position is that based on this call, that's projecting or uh, that that's responsible for every other action in the book that makes no sense that she's doing. But because here's the she is like everything that happens to her she that this refuses guy to does tell anyone, to her, including her she friends. She refuses to tell anyone because she's afraid no one will believe right. her because she doesn't even believe it herself and it starts at this interaction right, right. with this I agree with security that. guard. He's he is obviously gaslighting her. Yeah. But did well, he's also just kind of like, I honestly, okay. He I, calls her I, girly. I think, like, we know he's is, bad. I think the thing is like gaslighting doesn't happen intentionally. It's unintentional. So, sometimes. Uh, sometimes people do. I, I meant not always intentionally. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm going to say it like. Uh, sometimes it's intentional. People know when they. But I, I also think that yeah. sometimes it's just men being patronizing to women. And so the the woman is like, well, wait, maybe what just happened isn't what really happened. I, I, and so they start to not trust their own perception. And that that is the rest of this book. Yes. Yes. And I don't know what other book we read like this. But I feel like we did. Was it a Halloween book? I, yeah, I can't remember what it is. But there was another book where everything in the book could have been settled if the person had told someone else what was happening. There was another thing in this book that did this same thing as a different book. But I feel like there... <laughs> Jessica's trying to pour wine. Just trying to pour podcast. wine and keep it off mic. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I... Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I... But she even says in the book throughout this whole thing. Okay, here we go. She says, what just happened to her out there couldn't have been real. It was too incredible. No wonder that guy hadn't taken her seriously. It starts from there. No. And from the rest of the book, she's constantly just questioning I completely what believe that what the guy does in the book does that to her. Yeah. But she should talk to her friend. 
And I, I honestly feel but like she honestly thinks no one will believe her. No, I know. She has no evidence of what happened. Like, what is she going to say? Hey, Nita, this guy called and said something really creepy to me. Nita would just be like, oh, you're fine. Do like, boys like afraid. me? <laughs> yeah. I think she's just afraid of what the reaction will be. And that she doesn't have any, she doesn't have the receipts. You know what I mean? She doesn't have anything no, right. to prove. Like, I mean, what okay. So the, again, another thing about this book is this is set in what year was it? 1992. So these are all pay phone calls. Pay phone or just store phone, whatever. At one point, she's like, maybe he had a car phone. Because she's trying to figure out <laughs> how someone would have called her. Uh-huh. God, and it would have been like a crazy, like one of those big bag phones. Oh, no, I know. Like yeah, no my dad one had. had. Yeah. Dad's had those. No one else did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing is she has an encounter with Storm after that. And what's weird is that he knows her name, how long she's been working at the mall, and um, she's creeped out by it, as she should be, even though she's like, what? This guy's kind of hot, though, but also creepy. He knows I've been working at Muffin Mania for five Here's days. Here's what I'll say. Creep me out, hot guy. Uh, <laughs> the, the book is trying to set up suspects, and the suspects yes. happen to be hot guys. Lots of hot guys. So, I mean, if I'm going to be murdered, murder me, hot guy. <laughs> we're still on the same night. Guys, we are like 80 pages into the book and it's We're still the same We're on page 32, night. by the way. <laughs> I don't, is that right? Yes. Okay. So she goes in to wait for Anita to get off work and um, she is looking at dresses and she finds this beautiful white dress that she really likes and Anita's like, try it on. It's from our purely passion line. So she goes into the changing room and by the way, the store is closed. Anita's just cleaning up. There's no one there. And she tries it on, and she's like, my God, I look gorgeous in this dress. And then she gets this creepy feeling that someone is watching her. But she doesn't see anyone, so she's just like, mm, I guess this is all my head. I've had a weird night. But that feeling won't let her go. And then she tells Nita, and here's why it comes to her friends and why she doesn't tell them what's happening. Nita checks the changing area, and there is no one there. And she assures Trish that she is just spooked out. She walks Trish to her car, and there's a man by Trish's car. Turns out it's Wyatt, the super hot grunge metalhead boy. One of the two super hot Here's guys. what he looks like. He looks like Eddie Furlong. That's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. He looks like Eddie Furlong. <laughs> Me and Blake's just both going, mm-hmm. He looks like Eddie Furlong. He looks like Eddie Furlong from Trinity 2 Judgment Day, but a little bit older. I was going to say, is he like 11? He can't be like 12 with like his squeaky voice, but he's yeah. a little bit older, got that floppy like Basically side haircut, Simpson. like the flannels and the metal, like the leather jacket. And Storm, you know who he looks like? He looks like that hot dude from Twin Peaks. I was picturing him. Do you know who I'm thinking uh, of? The guy that Dana, um, what's his name? I'm, yes. I'm picturing him as the guy on Saved by the Bell that comes in someone's brother. Jessica's, Jesse's Jesse's step Jesse's, Jesse's step brother. That's who I was picturing. That guy was pretty hot, but because that guy's like thirty five. <laughs> That's true, but not as hot as a guy on Twin Peaks. Okay, fine. That was that was what was in my head. I pictured Storm as we hot need guy need from a Twin Peaks. leather jacket though. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Why can't I think of that guy's name? The brother. The the actor's name was Dana something, but I can't think of what the Dana Carvey. Name. Okay, let's keep okay, going. Yeah, Dana Carvey. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hot as hell. Guys. Can always can always uh, <laughs> switch disguises. It's Wyatt, and when they confront him, he says, "Oh wait, this car is yours. Um, I drive the same model and year and color of the Mustang that you're driving. Someone must have stolen my car." So Nita, who's like horny. Suggests that they all go get food together at the all night deli. And he does not want to go. He yeah. keeps trying to get out of it. He's like, just drop me off here. Just drop me off here. Yeah, just drop me off, guys. Just drop me off. Drop me off. And they won't. And she won't because she has to have a boy like her. Even to... if she doesn't want him. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they go and get the all-night deli, and while they're there, they finally learn what Wyatt actually does at the mall, because he doesn't work at Pizza Park. He is at, he does maintenance for the mall. Anyway, the they're done eating their sandwiches, and Trish drops Nita back off at her car in the mall, and Wyatt is like, uh, just drop me off at this drugstore by the mall. Don't drop me off at home. Just, I have to pick up some stuff at this Walgreens. Just drop me off here. So, Normal um, behavior. So she drops off Nita, and after she drops off Nita and Nita drives off, her car breaks down. She's in the mall parking lot. It is night. It is dark. It is cold. It is foggy, apparently. And the mall parking lot is abandoned because it is past mall closing. Right. Hot Topic's closed. The Gap is closed. The eatery's closed. There's nowhere to go. Uniforms, uniforms, uniforms. Not open. <laughs> so she walks around the mall looking for help. I think she falls at one point and hurts her knee. And there's a point where she walks around and she sees a security guard. And he is standing, like, I guess at one of those exit doors at a store yeah. that they have. And she just sees a crack of light because I think he's smoking a cigarette or something. And so she goes up to him looking for help. And he's kind of weird and awkward. And um, he wants to clean her wound. He sees that she hurt herself. And when she's there, she awkwardly, like, knocks over a box. And a bunch of bottles break and fall. That's what was in the box. And she's helping him clean up. And when she's taking out trash or something... She sees a head staring out. She found a little bit of an ice pick martyr while she was just <laughs> oh, wandering I around. To say, oh, there's an ice pick. There's an ice pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry. Wait, sorry, I forgot about that. Just a classic thing when you're like wandering around this a mall. This is body yeah. number one. Yeah. Oh, boy. We, we got so, one. So, um, anyway, the security card comes and um, he says, we got to get you out of here. We got to get you out of here. No, 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 no. Exactly. You can't see this ice pick body. <laughs> Everyone will get mad at me for letting you in outside. Exactly. Now, for me to handle this murder that happened on my <laughs> on my shift. So he gets her address for the cab that he's going to call for her and her name. And then he learns that her... She's at home alone because her mom is a successful businesswoman who is never at home. And apparently her parents are divorced, I guess. Her mom is in Europe. Her mom's always away. Always away. And she talks about, like, she envies... By the way, uh, this book takes place over, like, five days, right? Like, no, it's, it's fast. Not, it's yeah. a long period. No. Yeah. Uh, five seems long, actually. She talks about how she envies Trish for having a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Like, the Hansons. Like, no. Trish talks about how she envies Nita... And they, no, they, she yeah. talks about both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're twins. Because, but she also envies her for being able to be home alone all the time. So the next morning, she wakes up and Trish checks the papers and news and the radio for information about this body that she saw at the mall. But there's nothing. It's also silly that she thought that it would make. Uh, she does say it. Maybe not the early edition. Maybe like, it'll be the afternoon edition yeah. of the paper. Yeah. And so she goes back to the mall, and she asks the security guard on duty, and he says, oh, from the description you're telling me, it might have been this guy, Roger. And so she goes and talks to Roger, and it's definitely not Roger, who was the guy who helped her that night. She's like, hey, thank you. And he turns around, and she's, and she's like, like, no! <laughs> she even says, like, oh, I have the uh, wrong mall. <laughs> <laughs> and then she learns that after 10.30 p.m., there are no guards on duty at uh, the mall. Oh, what are you talking about? There's no one here after 10. There, the last guy gets off at 10.30 and there's mm-hmm. nothing. And then it's just like, 
zoom in shot her like <laughs> covering her mouth with both hands so she goes back out to look in the alley for that trash can where she saw the body and guess who she runs into a cute boy that guy from twin peaks storm reynolds yeah <laughs> that cutie patootie um he finds her and he guides her back into the mall and when she's there i i don't know if she's late for work or what happens but she has an argument with bethany who her manager yeah who publicly humiliates her Luckily, she's saved by the call from Imogen, who makes Trish accompany her to the docks. Now, here is what I picture the docks as. The docks are, because this mall has tunnels and and secret levels that no one knows about. I've always understood malls just to have, like, a door where the truck just backs up. Yep, that's, that's exactly what I think it is. And... Like, there are, like, certain stores that are all connected to the same door, and it's they the just loading. go and get their packages, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, like, a dock, and they're at that certain strategic points in the mall, right? Yeah. This mall has, I guess, the dock is all underground. It is not like Springfield Battlefield Mall, where it it's is. It's around that back section. Yeah. yeah. So, it is all underground, and there is a mix-up with, like, packaging. So, she has to go with Imogen, because it's creepy to go down there by yourself. It's dark and spooky and, and, and weird, and you're just trying to buy creepy delivery men, I guess. So she makes her company to the docks, and when she's there, Trish bumps into a delivery man. Who is that delivery man, Josh? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the muffin guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, yeah okay. Yeah. And then, I didn't take notes on this section. Yeah, so. she recognizes him as that guy who bought the muffin from her, and she freaks out. And she doesn't say anything to Imogen, though. And they go to the elevators, and they're about to go back up to the main level of the mall. And while they're waiting for elevator, Imogen is like, "Ew, look at that trash can!" And there's something in there, and it's a wig and a beard. Dun dun dun. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. And that's your disguise, just <laughs> disposed of his. He should maybe yeah. put these somewhere else. Yeah. So. While they're there, Imogen talks about her theory on shoplifters, and it's all due to, it's an all inside job due to the tunnels and passageways and the ductwork in this creepy ass mall. And while they're talking, Trish is like, maybe I should quit my job because Bethany just publicly humiliated me. And also, she's not, she's not a good employee. Can I just say this? Because she never once she left her job to go help, to it, go help um, Imogen go right. get a package at the dock. And then she goes and visits Nita. Like, she's not at work. She's off just flitting around from all her friends' mall I mean, if, if I had any uh, 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 strength of character, I'd fire someone for doing that. But instead, I'd just be like, no, it's fine. I'll, 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 I'll work. Is, is this, does he say Bethany's the biggest failure in the mall, or is that someone else? It's Bethany who is, who is the manager at the does mall. She, he says that. Who does? Who says that? I have the quote written down. I thought Nita, look. No, I guess he does. Yeah. He's like, Bethany's a loser. She's worked everywhere. That's when he says it. I think that might be Imogen who says that. That's what I thought. Okay. I'm not taking good notes in this section. You know, it doesn't matter. Whatever. So they go and visit Nita, and Nita tells her that the dress that Trish had tried on just last night was shoplifted. You know how easy it is to shoplift a uh, giant white dress. And then I wrote a little note, and I wrote Gaslighting 101, and I guess it's just a thing that uh, Trish said to herself, and she said she felt more than ever that she should tell someone, and yet again, it struck her how incredible it all sounded, that she had absolutely no proof that things were all confused and mixed up. How could she go to the police with nothing that made sense? Yeah, the, the thing is, uh, most men are in Gaslighting 103, <laughs> so we're already... Oh, yeah. You're we're, way more advanced. We're, yeah, no, yeah. we already know how to gaslight yeah. you beyond what you've learned. <laughs> 
So she kind of wanders around the mall, not wanting to go back to work. She hasn't officially quit yet. She's just contemplating it. <laughs> and she finds a store that's in the midst of being remodeled. It's a wet seal. It's turning into a uh, torrid. It's it's whatever sells, you know? And um, that's a joke. Because there isn't really a wet seal in this mall. I don't know what seal. That's why I didn't seal's laugh. seal's closed. Anyway, it doesn't In this book, it'd be called Close, Close, Close. Close, Close, Close is closing. <laughs> blouses, blouses, blouses. Tops and pants and more. <laughs> and um, she gets kind of creeped out, and then she hops on an out-of-service escalator, and suddenly it turns on, and it flings her <laughs> off? Is that what happened? Yes, what? yeah, yeah. It was the, very It confusing. was very unclear. Yeah. And then when she's in the hospital, when they're like, all the workmen said they were, they dr- were drunk. They were drunk. Which I was like... <laughs> Respect my boys <laughs> for just getting fucking wasted and coming into work and trying to work on an escalator yeah. and be like, well, got to test it. Just imagine them being like, oh, no, just a bunch of drunk workmen. Just this cute girl. A, a girl is like fly. flung off of it and uh, be like, the escalator. we might be in trouble. <laughs> just them at the drinking fountain trying to drink as much water to not seem like when they they're get- like sobering up like someone go to Subway. Go to bread, bread, bread. Someone go get to us. muffins and more and get me 90 muffins. <laughs> He's got to shove these. got to sober up. <laughs> I don't want anyone to fire us. And did not work. Um, so she's in the hospital. Apparently her injuries are that bad that she has been rushed to the hospital. And she wakes up there. And they explain to her what happened. And she passes out again. And she wakes up again. And guess who is in there? Guess who she wakes up to? Uh, master bad boy bad boy god is this the second day by the way i think this is day three okay because the night because yeah yeah yeah. because she had one night after that i think it's day two is it day three or day two it's day three three. whatever day three so she's in the hospital and she wakes up and there's that creepy smooth muffin man voices there i was right and he's talking to her and he tells her that he knows all kinds of things about her it's very specific. Like what makes him happy, what makes her sad, what makes her afraid. He knows how her eyes look when she laughs. Wow, this seems like way- a very romantic uh, guy that maybe <laughs> normal stuff. Maybe, maybe she, she should give him a, chance a chance to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, this sounds like true love. Quit being so stuck up. Yeah, the way the <laughs> smile makes her whole face light up, and he knows her smell, like her perfume. And then he says, "God, this fucking muffin." He says, and that muffin, the taste of you still on it. Gross. Why, why was the taste of her on Okay, it? I'm going to mime this okay. just for you guys. Yeah. Josh is doing, okay, yeah. he's doing. It's okay. from Unfaithful. Yeah, it's, I, knew, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> okay. okay. Nasty. That's him Him doing that bit, which I'm not going to mm-hmm. explain the bit. but <laughs> It'll make a uh, great, great bit. Yeah. So he tells, I know how audio mediums work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tells her not to freak out, not to call anyone. Um, that this is their time and he doesn't want to share it with anyone. And he says, I'll do something so bad that you won't be able to talk. Do you understand? I will hurt your friends. I will hurt your family. I know everything about you because I love you and care about you so much. That's when the romance is kind of dying, I think. I think it's Or is it just kicking it into the next year? <laughs> this is awesome. Honestly, if you have this book... Or if you come across it somewhere, just open the pages 102 to 107. It is the creepiest conversation you've ever heard in your life. Just him. And also he tells her, her his name. Do you remember his name? Josh? I do not. It is 
Ethan. 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 No, Ethan. I do know his name. Nathan yeah. without the N. Ethan. Ethan. It's not even a name. Well, I don't think that's not his real. Like that's what he wants to be called. Possibly, I don't but the it... cops still call him that later. Right. They call him Ethan. So anyway, she falls back asleep. He leaves, and she tries to get help. And the nurse comes in. And she tells her that no one was possibly in the room. Yeah, the nurse sucks, too. She's been at the station all night watching, and she tells Trish it was just hallucinations that were caused by her pain medication. You know who sucks most in this scenario? Nurses. What? Wait. Uh, Someone we're going to get to in a third act reveal that probably should have seen somebody come into that room. Maybe the people that should be watching over her? Her friends? Her parents? I mean, this is a spoiler for the end. Maybe... I don't want to spoil the end. I'm okay. trying to play it All cool. right, fine, fine. Then we won't talk about it. Okay. But maybe at this point, fellas. <laughs> so. Um... Now that you've let a psychopath <laughs> walk into this room. Nita and the Hansons. That's Nita's family. Her name's Nita Hansen. So um, they all show up. They're like, listen, Trish, you can't go home alone. We know your parents are. Your mom is gone on a business trip. You're going to stay with us. You're not going to school. And the dream. That's why you fake uh, uh, having stalkers. I wrote a note. Nita and Imogen's mom, a real stay at home mom. That's a quote from the book. Yeah. Yeah. And so they make her stay at home. And here's another thing where she is talking to herself. And she says the idea of some disguised stranger following her around the mall, alternately whispering endearments and warnings. The whole thing seemed like a fantasy even to her. So even now she's still questioning her perceptions. Um, so she goes at home, and she gets kind of antsy, and everyone's at school or work, and she leaves to go to the library, and um, she runs into Storm. Storm forces her to leave the library, even though she starts crying and sobbing. And also, by the way, she's all banged up. She was just flung off an escalator. Just just picture one of those like cartoons where there's like an ice cube on yeah. their head and their head wrapped in bandage. And there's like right. X's over well I got the X's that over the eyes. That are dead. But yeah. just like these big bruises and yeah. like this puffy face coming out. Yeah. And he's like, you're coming with me, lady. <laughs> and he also says something creepy like people who aren't careful just end up getting hurt. So it's one of those well, maybe a maybe suspect. A right? yeah. Maybe he's Ethan. We don't know. Um, she thinks he could be. She, yeah, she definitely does. And he takes her on a ride, even though she's like, hey, I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. And he pulls off on a side road to show her a special place. Whenever he stops the car, Trish immediately runs and Storm tackles her and takes her to this special place, which is a dilapidated old house. And he tells her this weird story about the house, um, which is about a woman who, do you remember the story? It's a, the, so the story is essentially her story you know what i mean like that someone became obsessed with this woman and she was driven uh, she kept saying that someone was like stalking her and Mm -hmm. no one believed her and that there's two theories one is that she just went insane and killed herself and one is that eventually she went missing and that this person had murdered her Mm -hmm. and so it's like oh cool man thanks thanks for telling me this story and he would, she freaks out, and he's like, I just thought you'd want to hear a fun story. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just a funny story. <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah. What's going on? So he takes her back to the Hanson's house where she's staying, and whenever she gets home, she closes the curtains, and she looks out, and she sees a car parked there, and who is behind the wheel? It is uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. Just so, every cute boy wanting to, like, 
<laughs> see what she's up to. So whenever Nita and Imogen get home after their shifts at work, Nita tells Trish that Bethany, her manager at Muffin Mania, wasn't at work that day. Just no showed. No one knows where she's at. So the next day, even though the Hansons and her best friends are like, you should stay at home and get more rest. You still look awful. She's like, I want to go back to I school. I want to go to school, yeah. I want to go to work. She's, I want to be normal. She's, she's, a tough, she's a tough girl. Tough girl. Yeah. So her car, remember, was broken down. So she goes to the garage to pick it up. And she gets in her car. And when she's there, she finds a cassette. A little and tape. She, you, you know how you like when boys leave you a little mixtape. Well, she thought it was Imogen. <laughs> yeah. She thought maybe Imogen left her another... Uh, classical music. Classical music you know? mix. Like, oh, let's just... Yeah. Is this got the new new order on it? Let's find out. Puts it in, but it's from Ethan. You've been a naughty girl. <laughs> yeah, she says the words naughty girl, oh, which Lord. is just like the grossest thing that any adult so, man can ever say. So gross. So she's upset and she's confused and she's like, I'm not going to school. So she drives to where Storm told her he lived in these like newer apartment complexes or something where like college kids live. She gets there and she's looking for his name on all the mailboxes and doesn't see it because he doesn't live there. So she goes to the mall, her sanctuary, <laughs> and the mall is not open yet, but she gets inside and she runs into Wyatt, who still claims that his car was stolen. So there's no way he could possibly be outside the Hanson's home when she saw him. And she decides to go ahead and work her shift because Bethany still hasn't shown up. And when she's at work, she gets a call from Imogen and Imogen says... Was it, wait, was this a message left by someone, or was it actually that she got to talk to Imogen? Which one? The one that says... It's a matter of life and death and come before it's too late? That's from him, right? Well, I mean, but does she actually hear it, or is someone relaying the message Someone's relaying her? it. Okay, yeah. so she goes to the bookstore, and they tell her that Imogen had to go to the loading docks because there was a mixed-up shipment, so she goes back to those creepy docks, and... When she goes downstairs, it's really dark and it's creepy and scary. And she rounds a corner and she sees a hand holding a bloody ice pick and it emerges from the shadows and she freaks out and she runs back to the elevator. And that's when, like, her stalker decides to play elevator pranks, which this seems like really, <laughs> this it seems like how did he have the access to do this? Because the elevator goes up and it goes down. And it goes up uh, and it goes what's down. What's his name from Tiny Toons? Elevator goes it up. Is, it is yeah. Plucky. Plucky Duck. Okay. Yes. So it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. She can't get it to stop on the right floor. This is when the book turns into boring nonsense for about 30 pages. <laughs> it's more like crazy nonsense. Just No, I was bored. <laughs> it's kind of boring because well, we'll get to the really boring parts. This part wasn't. As boring as some parts, because... This is hitting a boring section where I'm just like, oh, just... It's slightly boring. Someone, think, stab someone. <laughs> I think there are other sections that are more boring, because this has another body. So this is more exciting, I think. And what happens is the elevator, she it keeps missing or passing the floor she wants right. to go to, right? And so it finally stops on the floor, and the doors open, and a body falls in the doorway, and it's... Bethany, her manager from Muffin Mania. It's got a little note on it, though. The note says, you're lucky. This could have been Imogen. Dun, dun, dun. And then the elevator just plummets. <laughs> just goes down. When she thinks she's going to die. Yeah, she thinks she's going to die. She passes out. When she gets, when she comes back, 
she gets back to the main floor of the mall and everything is dark it's because night now. the yeah. mall is closed she She's passed been, out in the elevator she passed out for like what 20 hours yeah. i have no idea what it, the well it's enough is. to make it night like, exactly yeah i was just being silly josh <laughs> Okay, so she is looking around the mall, and she goes to a payphone, but all the lines are cut, so she can't even call out from a payphone to get help. Another and then, classic prank, honestly. Yeah. Like, cut those. Good prank. Yeah. So she sees, like, an open exit, and she thinks Ethan is testing her, so she doesn't go to it, but then she sees a shopping bag, and she looks inside, and it's Nita's sweater. This is where I stopped and wrote two notes to myself. One is Phantom of the Mall, obvious. And the mm-hmm. other one I said, a dark where the heart is, question mark. Okay, I never saw where the heart is. That's when the girl lived at Lives a Walmart. Lives in Walmart, yeah. Oh, she lived there? You feel that bomp, bomp, bomp? That's where the heart is. <laughs> That's Natalie Portman doing like a Southern voice. Oh my God. Me. That's exactly I how I know it your love for Natalie Portman. Yes. Ashley Judd, is she also in this movie? So, yeah, yes, so. she's her friend. Okay. And so how do you live? How? Sorry. How do you successfully live yeah. in a Walmart? You need to fucking watch that movie. Just I, 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 I mean, you can do all kinds of things. You can live in the ceiling. You can hide. She hides mostly. Uh, she's pregnant, correct? She's like a she pregnant She gets teen. pregnant, yes. Because the jerk. Is she dating like the Walmart music manager? He, no, the oh, guy sorry. leaves her essentially. And because he puts her hand and sees. You feel that bomp, bomp, bomp? That's where the hardy is. <laughs> While they're driving their car, which has no bottom floor to it. This is my 2000s when this came out. This is my Natalie Portman obsession period. And <laughs> my friend and I saw it in Chicago a week early. Uh, wow. We were go- Whoa. We were going to a uh, a punk picnic, is the name of it. <laughs> a punk picnic, but you went to go see where the heart okay, is? Okay, so there were a bunch of bands playing. Killed Man in Questions was playing. Like, there were a bunch of good bands playing. And we watched a few of them, weren't feeling it. We went to a theater to watch Aaron Brockovich. Ooh, And then we saw that there was a showing that night of an early showing of Where the Heart Is. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming back for this. And so we went and ate and then came back and watched it. And... Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Anyway, okay. I forget my point. The point is you can't hide out. Well, no, I believe you can totally hide out. In and this store. is a dark where the heart is. Yeah. Especially like a mall that is creepy with multiple passageways and tunnels and levels. This is much it's, easier. Yeah. It's been remodeled 15 times. That's where I'd like to hide. So she goes back to the latest trend and the entrance is open and she hears a whimper from inside. So she goes in. And she goes back into that dressing room where she felt someone watching her earlier. And part of the wall is gone. And then she turns around and sees Wyatt. Wyatt is the creep that's been after her this whole time. What? She luckily has a paperweight in her hand because she grabbed it <laughs> from, I guess, a display. Paperweights, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite mall store. Just and she throws at him and hits him in the head. But with nowhere else to escape, she goes, plunges into that dark tunnel that she suddenly sees in the dressing room. And whenever she does, the panel slams back into place. And when she's there, she realizes that there's a two-way mirror in that dressing room. So someone could have easily seen her changing when she was in that dressing room. And she felt those eyes on her a couple days before when she was trying on her dress. With nowhere else to go, she continues crawling. She's going downstairs, 
finding doors, just going in and out of doors. I think there's like five chapters of her just going. That's that's when it got really boring. That's it's, when it gets boring. That's when it is just a corridor city. Yeah. Like it's her, it's chapter after chapter of her being. I oh, here's another dark room. Yeah. Oh, here's a tunnel I can Nothing go is in. happening. It's just that. Yes. For like 40 pages. <laughs> she gets to a room eventually and her hand wraps around a foot. And that's when she realizes that she's in a room of abandoned mannequins. And so she kind of stands up and she inspe- exactly she inspects the room and there's a room to the side. And in that room, she starts heading towards it and she sees a table that's laden with food, cake, wine. And then she sees it, her dress. A little wedding dress. No big deal. <laughs> Called romance, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So. Sorry for loving you too much. Yeah. So. What a- do they want, Blake? <laughs> You know what they want? You to kidnap them and uh, give them a wedding dress and a cake and a. That's all we need. That's yeah. all we're asking. Access to a mall <laughs> where we have all the books and clothing and home accessories we could ever need. That's what my man is trying to give. Do I have to live in a tunnel? That's fine. Those tunnels are cool. I bet they're totally cool. So when she's down there, Ethan gives, of course, in these books there are always a there's always a speech. Where the A very explicit detail of everything. Exactly. He has to tell her everything that happened and how he planned it and why. And he says down here, I am king. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he confesses to killing Bethany. He removes his... He moves into the light and she can see him for the first time. She's never been able to really see him before. He's always had a disguise on. So that's, that's a weird thing about this book is that she thinks it could be Wyatt... Or, or it could be Storm. Yeah, even. right. But she's seen this guy so many times. So many times. He's always had like a... Something. I, always, I picture, honestly, as like the the glasses and nose and mustache disguise, where it's just like a really bad... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like the Groucho Marxy kind of disguise. Yeah, okay. Okay. But he moves into the light, and she realizes it's Roger. Does anyone remember Who Roger? Who the fuck is Roger? Exactly. He was the security guard that she met earlier. Right, Yeah. And he said something to her like, well, it wasn't me. Right. I didn't help you that night when your car broke down and you came into the mall. It was that guy. Nothing worse than a big reveal and you don't even know who the hell they were. I had to go back and look it up. Like, who the hell Right. No, yeah, yeah. It it makes sense. It makes sense that he's a mall security guard. Because he can watch her all the time through, like, security and that kind of thing. Like, Yeah. yeah. And then whenever he's off duty, he can put on other disguises and go buy muffins and creep her out. Yeah. Right. Very weird that he's at work and just being like, I'll take that muffin. You smell like the muffin. <laughs> like that kind of thing. You taste like that muffin. This or the muffin tastes like you. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. it backwards. Should have been called the muffin man. So, of course, he. it's like the Anthony Perkins and Psycho thing where he just confesses to everything. Right, right. Right there to her. It explains every little detail that happens. And then he tells her that he killed Storm with an ice pick. And that he has to go and finish other business, which makes you think, oh, he's going to kill Wyatt. And that that's her only hope. Because now she realizes Wyatt isn't a bad guy. He's He was trying to help her. Like, he right. knew something was up. And then whenever Ethan, God, I hate that name. Whenever Ethan, It's a bad name. It's yeah. a bad <laughs> name. When Ethan disappears, Wyatt enters the weird mannequin room. And he's like, hey, just just calm down. I'm here to help you. And he blows out all the candles. That were the only things that were lighting. That that was the only light in this room, and she learns that Wyatt is 
a policeman. Guess who else is? Blake? Guess. Uh, the other guy th- yep. that you yep. said. They are secret cops. Stormy? They are cops. Sto- yeah, Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Okay. Secret poli- are they undercover teens? They are, they under- are undercover teens. This book should be called this Undercover is- Teens, and I would have, Jessica, I would have loved this book. Is this a t- 21 Jump Street? This is a 21 Jump Street, yes. Okay. Kind That's of, crazy. yeah. So they were undercover. He and Storm, the hottest men ever. Also flirting with teens and kissing teens, by the way. Hey, it's part of the job. Look, I don't want to do it. It's up. I go home to my wife and I'm like, I had to kiss a teen again. (laughs) (laughs) So Storm is also revealed to be an undercover cop. They've been staking. They've been watching Ethan. They know what he's going to do. He's done it before to other women in this mall. But did they protect Bethany? Did they protect Frida? They are the worst cops ever. Okay, can, so we're done okay. now. Almost. Oh, so well, they, have the, I... they have the final showdown. Let's just get through the rest of the plot. They have the final yeah, showdown, quick. and Trish has a shitty flashlight that Nita gave her to protect her at night, I guess. And she uses it to reveal the location of Ethan whenever he comes to grab her so Wyatt or Storm can shoot him. Anyway, they start explaining the case to her and what happened, how girls had been disappearing, how the mall has been doing a cover-up, and they've been watching Trish and Nita and Imogen. I'm guessing because they're the hottest girls in the mall. You've got got the hot muffin girl, you got the hot book girl, you got the hot trendy girl. They've been watching those girls. And they've been letting so many <laughs> bottles bodies pile up because they weren't pretty enough. That's right. And to me it starts getting creepy because it starts. Well, it gets creepy in a different way. And I'll come back to it in a second. And then they get to leave to go to it to find an ambulance because Storm is badly hurt. And Trish this is how it's a better ending than an R.L. Stein book. Because it's creepy as fuck. Trish swears she sees a mannequin move. And yeah. that's the end of the book. Yeah. And that is creepy. It's not a, it's not a corny joke. That's it's a Halloween not, ending. Yeah. That's, that's weird. It's, it's definitely not like a corny joke or anything. It actually is kind of a creepy ending where if you are actually like a 10 or 12 year old girl reading this book, you're like, this is creepy AF. <laughs> but whenever you're a 30 something year old woman reading this book and you hear about cops who are impersonating teens and making out with teen girls and forcing them in their cars... So Jessica's wrong. The creepy ending is not the body moving. It is. Is that what no, you're going to read? No, no. It's you, it's no. That creep. That ending is creepy. If you are right, you're going to read the other if thing. You don't. If you don't understand. Uh, okay, go ahead. Do you know the more you ignore her, the more she's going to flirt with you? Here's the cop. Sure, I know. Talking about a teenager. What? He's talking. They're talking about Nita. Mm-hmm. She's saying the more, like, after knowing they're cops, keep Uh ignoring her. She's going to want you more. And he grins and says, oh, I know. Mm -hmm. He's going to get it with a teen. Basically, Uh. what is happening is these cops have been hitting on these teenage girls. And even after everything that has happened, there is an allusion to the possibility that they will still want to F with these teenage girls, even though they are cops. I think there's a point where... She asks how old they are, and one of them smiles and goes, older than you think, sweetie. You know, like, we're probably 40-year-old men. We are Johnny Depp. We are 35 years old. They're probably in their late 20s. They are pretending to be a metalhead or whatever, like... A metalhead and a Twin Peaks dreamer. So, it's... Yeah. 
Yeah. I will say this. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with this book. And this is one of my rants for a minute. Okay. So in, in Springfield, there was that thing where a guy took his, like, uh, rifle or whatever, I don't know, to a Walmart. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 to, yeah, to a um, neighborhood market. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen this, the neighborhood markets of up to security. No. So it's the one by my house, at least, which should have On security. Campbell. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the thing about it is they should have to provide their own security because we're wasting so much taxpayer money with if you look up how many cop calls they have at those Mm -hmm. but it's two like 20 something security guys driving very slowly around the parking lot and it's very annoying because they almost crash into everyone all the time when they try to walk out but one of them is always walking around the store flirting with college girls of course constantly just like of course how's it going sweetie it's (laughs) right by the campus like i'm just like a ball (laughs) like every time I just want to buy my cat food and go home. Hey, anyway. He's no. deep undercover. But it's it's that kind this of thing. That's exactly what this reminded me of. Is those guys just being like, How you how you how are you ladies doing tonight? How you doing? What what's going on? No, this book is creepy when you're a, a preteen or an early teen because you're not thinking about older men being predatory. And you don't think about these boys. Because you still think of them as teen boys, as your peers, even though they're undercover right. cops. You're right. It's when you're an adult and you're looking on it as an adult that you're like, this is creepy. What was Richie thinking when she wrote this book? Right. What? Bad boys. Bad boys. They're not boys. They are men. That's Folks, true. they're not good. Not good boys. Okay. So here's some notes I have about the, the ending. Okay. One, he has a wedding dress for her in the basement. Mm-hmm. Which that's when I wrote, he got it from uniforms, uniforms, uniforms. Because he, <laughs> because he has been a security guard, mm-hmm. a a man wanting a muffin, uh, a few other things. A creeper in the uh, the hospital? Yeah, yeah. Probably, uh, I'm picturing him full doctor of it. Mm-hmm. But he says this to the, to the boys, to Storm and Wyatt. Congratulations, congratulate us, we're going to say our vows. Which is a funny line. But what, okay, so... And you talked about this. What made me maddest is this is like the babysitter. Mm-hmm. The ending annoyed me so much because do you remember in the ending of the babysitter when the cop was like, yeah, we're just kind of kind of let him see what he's going to do. Yeah. And that's what they were like. They say to her, well, don't feel responsible for the murders that happened uh, because he hated Bethany because she, he, you know. Well, he he killed Bethany because, because of Bethany her. was mean to her to Trish. Right. And, and then he killed Frida because Frida came in at the wrong place at right. the wrong time, basically. And so... So there were two murders that could have been prevented had these cops been better at their jobs and right. not chasing teenage ass. And, in my opinion, and that's what they were doing. And so they, they told her, well, don't feel bad. That's not on you. And of course she's going to feel that. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to feel like if I hadn't hated her, he wouldn't have killed her. Yeah. And... Why were they letting this happen? Why were they obsessing over... But then why was she like, yeah, let's bone afterwards? What? Her brain scrambled. Yeah. But she... It all doesn't make sense. Like, it again, it's like the babysitter, where mm-hmm. these guys failed at their job and should have prevented all of this from happening. I agree. I think. No, they were shitty cops. Uh, I just want to talk about going to the mall. I wrote down mall times. Time for 30 minutes of mall stories. All right, mall stories. Do it, Josh. I don't think I have any good ones. Really? Did, okay, so, again, I want it to be a mall hang book, mm-hmm. and it was not. It's a mall murder book. Didn't like it. Didn't enjoy this it. This book walked 
so Kevin Smith could run. <laughs> I'm talking about a little movie called Blake. I hate you. <laughs> the ultimate mall hang movie. Uh, that is a bigger failure of a mall hang movie in my because it tried to be a mall hang movie and failed. Yeah. yeah um, did you hang out at the mall? Um, I wasn't cool enough. Honestly, no, because I lived in Marshfield and there wasn't a mall. So trips to Springfield Mall were rare. And I guess as an older teen, I went more often because I didn't drive until I was 20 because I was terrified of driving. Didn't drive until I was 18. Yeah. So I depended Failed upon. Failed three times. Uh, 14 yeah. is when I started. So no, I de- no big deal. Shut up, Blake. Shut up. So yeah, depend- Blake, shut up. <laughs> I lived in the country. My parents encouraged country. me to drive their trucks. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm interested in that. Anyway, so I, I depended upon my friends to get me to the mall. Um, me too. That's- and I also worked jobs. So I had a job. Uh, so if I got off and I had money and my friends had their car available, then yeah, we'd go to the mall, but it would be honestly to go to like Gadzook. So like, like look for Doc Martens and band t-shirts. Yeah. Like we didn't of actually course, like, yeah. we didn't hang there, but it was a place where like, Hey, I need black nail polish and like black eye makeup. Let's go to hot topic. My, my friends and I would always say, we're going to go to the mall to talk to girls. Girls talk to at the mall. Zero. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Uh, uh, hot topic. Punk nail polishes spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thousand. <laughs> really? You get the girls a hot topic. I actually bought my punk nail polish at Salas Beauty Supply because it was cheaper. <laughs> no, it was. It's yeah. cheaper. I went to Claire's. You could get cheaper everything at Sally's. So it's whatever. Good, yeah. Same with studs. Don't buy them at. Hot topic. Go to Hobby Lobby. But did I spend hours at the mall just hanging out? What was your dream job at the mall? I told you it was Gadzooks. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. That's all I have to say about this book. I didn't like it. You liked it. I know you liked it. No, here's the thing. It's like, I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. I thought that the end was creepy in a way that maybe the author It's better than Stein. It's better than Stein. And I think it was better written than Stein. I think that... I think that Cusick is a better writer than Stein. The the, the biggest the, the biggest uh, compliment you can get if you're a better writer than Stein. <laughs> I I really do. As far as horror point horror authors go, I think she was a much better writer than Stein. And that the the fact that she had made like a person who was mentally ill plan out this very elaborate crime to get a teen to marry him and love him. It was honestly more plausible than any plot Stein has ever written. Sorry, monster blood stands like (laughs) that could happen scientifically. Okay. Okay. So, but anyway, I feel like, I feel like maybe the wrong author got all the, uh, fame and glory. Well, there goes our chance to get RL in the pod. RL, please come on our pod. That was just a joke. Can't you take a joke? She didn't have a thousand book uh, long running series, so she missed out on the opportunity. You know what? She was busy developing the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Universe. And look where that got her. <laughs> probably in a mansion. Probably. Yeah, a probably... smaller mansion than Joss Whedon's. Smaller than Stein's. That's true. That's true. Who do you think's mansion is bigger, Whedon's or Stein's? Stein has a, probably oh, a castle. Uh, him, because he did Avengers. But did he upgrade? Wait, okay, here's the thing. Whedon was called out in the Me Too era, correct? Arl How Stein, many secret If you come for RL, has yeah. he had to... No, I'm talking about Whedon. 
How many secret settlements has he had to pay out? A few. How many secret corridors are underneath his castle? I don't... I think he was called out for being... He I, was called out for being a philanderer. Well, that's... Whedon. That's, I, that's a completely different thing, and I don't think it belongs to the same... I do it not... Doesn't. I absolutely do not want to defend him, because I don't even like Joss Whedon. I don't either. But I don't, I don't think that... I, 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 I think you... People... Not you. But I think people do a huge <laughs> misservice to saying me too... And including people who are just assholes. No, I you know agree. I, mean? like, yeah, yeah. I, think, I agree totally. Because, you know, there's a certain author I love who has been included in the Me Too movement that I don't think should I know be who you're talking about. No, we like, don't need to get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I think with, with Whedon, like, look, if you cheat on someone, that's fucking shitty. Yeah, it's shitty. But I don't yeah. think it's the same thing yeah. as what Weinstein and yeah, Polanski no, and people like that are included in. And I, I, I think there's a big But I'm just wondering how much hush-hush money has been paid out to ladies to keep them quiet to his wife so he wouldn't be outed as a philanderer. Do you think that happens? I think it does. Absolutely. Like, yeah. these are Hollywood rich people, of course. Yeah. But also, their wives are like, oh, I know. You know what I like, Honestly, at that point, if you're bringing in, like, millions of dollars to my household and I can just be yeah, like... the wives the, are If not I can just be, like, it. the rich yoga mom, like, the rich wife who's just, like... You know what? I just do yoga. I, I mean, that's that's the thing. I if read pe- my books, and you can leave me alone. If people like, have agreements about what they're exactly as long like, as you're like different. aware, and everyone in the relationship is made aware of what your relationship is at. As in, let's very specifically argue about Joss Whedon's relationship for a minute more. <laughs> I'm kidding. This. <laughs> this is gonna be all cut out, right, Blake? No. no. Oh Keep God. Uh, I'm gonna sound well, like an here, asshole. No, no, not at all. Like I, I think. I think that couples do have arrangements sometimes, and maybe we don't know. <laughs> we're what getting that, to specific reference. Okay. Maybe we don't know uh, what that so arrangement was. No, that, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like no. we don't know what she knew and what I, she didn't. I think the the thing with Whedon specifically is that he has gotten so much play for being Us. a a feminist, yes, male writer mm-hmm. who has written these roles for women or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those things when you set yourself up is like a great ally or a mm-hmm. great something you set yourself up for, to like crumble totally yeah and i th- i think that's probably where he went wrong where if he's just like oh he cheated on his wife people would be like dude not cool yeah but if, but you're, if you're like, like the- hey i'm the guy that created yeah. buffy and made her what she is if, if, i'm the firefly guy if if you're the guy from catfish in the elevator if you know the elevator instagram where he said this elevator is safe and you find out that he was a creep Mm-hmm. You're like, of course, that's what this guy's going to do. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, it, it's it's all, I don't know. But these cops are creepy as fuck. That's yeah, no, the, the, I, I think that's also a big thing is in this book, you can't, even if you're undercover, mm-hmm. you can't behave that way with kids. <laughs> and these girls I mean, these are, are teenage girls. But, but children. I mean, They're children. There was a cop it, who abducted a girl, Trish. From the library, he was despite trying to get, her protests. He was trying to get information. I have, I can justify that more than some other stuff. Right. And wanting to get out the whole time. Yeah. Okay. He kept her in the car. Not ideal. Whenever he Soaks, finally. Not good. When not he finally good. stopped the car. You, you do hate to see it. When he finally, He's a bad guy. When a he bad finally, boy. When he finally stopped the car, she tried to run from him and he, and he tackled, tackled her. her. Yeah, 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 yeah. He made her go to this abandoned house that was creepy Told her this creepy story that was also kind of cheesy if you actually knew who he was. 
looked told back her at her, this Cece, story, but... and then forced a kiss on her. Okay, the kiss. Forcefully is... kissed her. Nothing is more dicked up in this book, than, I'm including the murders, than the kiss. Mm-hmm. But if it was just him trying to pull out the story from her by telling her that story, mm-hmm. I would have less of a problem with it. But then he's like, mm, she's hot and I'm going to fucking kiss her. Right. And force her into it. Not good. No. He was a bad Anyway, dude. this has been argued. Can I there. just say that <laughs> cops are bad? Wrap it up. Jessica's going with ACAB. Uh, <laughs> I... Final thoughts. Josh, what's your rating for this book? I'm giving it two. But this is, I give it 2.5. I'll, I'm just going to saw half a hoof. Off. No, I'm not going to saw, no. saw half a hoof on a, a, off of a horse. I'm going <laughs> to put half of one on. It's already been taken off. I'm putting that second one, okay. that half of the second one back on. Okay. Two and a half. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it more than RL. I mm-hmm. agree. The I end have... gets gross. Yeah. Yeah. I, I give it three because I'm going to say it's better written than, than the Stein books we've done. I think she's a better writer. However, the cops wanting to bone teenage girls. I don't and recommend maybe it. maybe forcing them into... Um, any kind of sexual stimulation was gross. So cool. um, giving it three just based on the writing, if I had to base it actually on the plot, one, because that was gross and it grossed me out. I wanted a mall hang. I want to talk about the mall. I thought we were going to have fun talking about the mall. I just wanted a fun romp through the mall. And somehow house. this ended up with us talking about rape. I don't <laughs> want to discuss Joss Whedon in any context. Yet here we are. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Okay, so. Anyway. Jessica. Um, before we go on to what our next book is, I just want to thank some of our uh, listeners who have rated and reviewed us on, um, looks like it, this is iTunes. Wait, is Can iTunes you still, still a thing? No, it's Apple Podcasts. Okay, sorry. These are our fans who have rated us on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank Reckless Daughter, who gave us a five-star review. Thank you so much. Um, thank you to Emily Please who gave us a five-star review. I don't think that's the Emily who has guested on our show before. I, I was going to ask you that. that's a different Emily. I was going to ask you after the podcast. But maybe that show and she should go ahead and give us five. Maybe she should. <laughs> no, just, Emily, give us four stars. We're, we're at least that good, just right? We're at least a 3.5 to four-star podcast. Realistic we're a little better than RL. A little. And then thank you to, um, I don't know if this is soft G or a hard G, so I don't know if it's Ginsel01 or Ginsel01, but... Thank you for your review. We appreciate it. And if you want to share any kind of stories or feedback, you can direct message us at AreYouTherePod on Instagram, or you can email us at AreYouTherePod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any kind of feedback, stories, corrections. We'll share them online if you want, whatever. And I trust that if there's any mean feedback about me, Jessica will not share it with me. <laughs> I will not, or I will. I will. I'll yeah. send you directly to Neg me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Hurt me. Neg the hell out of you. Yeah. Um. So I want to thank everyone mean. who has left us any kind of review and rating. <laughs> and can please continue to rate and review us. Follow us. Smash that like. Wait, that's that's not what this is. Did they stop? Like, so Apple or iTunes doesn't do ratings anymore. I only kind nope. of get. iTunes does ratings. Um, iTunes does not exist. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's try this again. Apple does ratings. You can still get your ratings on your Apple podcast. However, on Instagram, the hearts, the loves are supposed to disappear. Your likes. 
Okay. Uh, they're still there. They're still there. But I've heard rumors that they're supposed to be getting rid of them. If so... they get rid of my likes on Instagram, I will. I will never take a cat pic again. What is the point? If here's they the would, thing: they're not it's like do that. here's the thing. People would riot. The algorithm would still show up and put you in people's feeds ahead of other people who do not get the hearts and likes that you do. It's fine. They're uh, still going to do it. You just can't see it. I need to see, I need the validation. Well, everyone does. However, is the validation just only for you or is it just not made public anymore? That's what Oh, I, I don't, don't care know. about the public. I need it for myself. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I need to know. Is are the likes public? I don't care if it's public. Or I, I need to know that Can we still see girls that not like public? my cat pics? Okay. Exactly. All okay. Right, folks. So, next, can I read this? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, okay. I Blake trying to, to wrap this up. Uh, just I just want to say big, that I know nothing yawn. about this book. Um, I spent about three hours one night looking up YA books about holidays. There's not a lot out there unless you want to do R.L. Stein's Silent Night series for Fear Street. And I thought we were maybe signed out. We did have a listener oh, who really wanted us to do Silent Night. But another podcast was doing it. Um, I say we do it better. I, no. I challenge them to a physical fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that. Uh, I thought that maybe we were signed and YA horrored out. I so like the tagline of this I book, chose by the way. a different direction. Josh. Okay, I will say this. Let me first introduce myself mm-hmm. by saying I love Christmas. Okay. Like, unironically, I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. My favorite time of year, I love it. It sucks. It's stupid. But I love it. <laughs> I love putting my cats in little costumes. Mm-hmm. I'm I love, sure they love you for that. Uh, one of them is fine with it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jessica's picked this book, and I'm so happy because I read the tagline. Okay. So the name of the book is Merry Christmas, Miss Connell mm-hmm. by the most Irish fucking name I'm ever going to read. Colleen O'Shaughnessy, O'Shaughnessy McKenna. That is a <laughs> okay. fake Irish name. I love, I love <laughs> what that What on name. earth? Okay, but here's the tagline. Mm-hmm. How could their new teacher hate Christmas? Uh, and I'm so on board for well, this book. Okay. I just want to discuss Christmas. My family has a, I'm going to say, a dicked up relationship with Christmas. I really want to hear your Christmas story. I'll talk Christmas and I'm excited. all day. Yeah, okay. like those I, old chestnuts. Out. I cannot wait. I love Christmas. I'm excited about this book. Uh, it's a scholastic. This looks like a younger kids book. I think it's a it's more middle age. I think. I'll say this: it's an apple it's we, an apple paperback. We're not going to hear about boners and murders. No creepy cops who are trying to hit on girls who are seventeen years old. Yeah, this Catholic school will be all legit. Okay, so <laughs> oh, it's a Catholic school. I did not. I'm, read that I'm far. guessing that based on the uniform. I was going to say they I are have, wearing uniforms. I have no. one guess why the teacher might not be into Christmas, but if it's a Catholic school, then. On that, the back, the top sense. word is Scrooged. Yeah. Do you want to read the back of it? To oh, just yeah, give sure. everyone a taste? Yeah, let's okay. get into it, gang. You do it. Scrooged. Meg's, Meg, stop. I was going to read it in an Irish voice, but I can't do that. Don't I'm do a, that. also part Irish, so I can be... Do it in a normal I can, voice, Josh. I can be racist to Irish people. Mm-hmm. Meg Stafford loves Christmas until Miss McConnell comes to teach their fifth grade class. Suddenly, Meg's always in trouble. Miss McConnell, you suck. Uh... <laughs> And she's not the only one. Why doesn't Miss McConnell like them? Meg and her friends want to be in the Christmas pageant at the mall. Oh, back to the mall. Oh. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to protect them from a murderer and cops that like, okay, uh, more than anything this year. But Miss McConnell says, no. Will the class ever be able to convince Miss McConnell to change her mind 
can Meg and her classmates save Christmas? Question mark. So it's going to be very exciting to find out. Can't wait. I'm that. excited for this. I am. Honestly, I could tear into that right now. Are we going to have any like special surprises? Are we going to do like a, a special friend gift exchange? Um, I'll give you a gift. You want to give gifts? Sure. Do we have to give Blake a gift? Nah. Fuck it. Leave me out. What of if it. we give Blake a bad gift? We I'll take a bad. I'm not getting. I think we a gift. give him a bad gift every year, you but I'm me, down give me for a bad it. Gift. Our bad gift is making you listen to our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> making you work on this podcast, My and whittle it down from is, five hours yeah. to a good uh, seventy-five minute segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy Blake something. I'll bla- okay. I'll, I'll buy Blake something. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Please make it be from Goodwill and make it be good. Oh wait, I'll, I'll I'll buy you something from Goodwill. Something okay, good. that's my goal for the next month is to buy you something terrible from Goodwill because I go like great. three times a week. Okay, anyway, uh, rate, review, subscribe, mm-hmm. and smash that like. Thank Do you. it. Do it. So I guess, um, Josh, do you want to say it this time? No, I'm just gonna hold up my like peace sign okay. fingers while you say it. Okay. Well, until next time, we'll see you later, horse girls. <laughs> <laughs>